Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind every Sunday, 5 to 7. Just on the stream today because of the NFL, Packers playing the Cowboys 27-7. Look like the Cowboys are driving. I saw a flag. I don't know what happened on that. It was an attempted field goal. I know that. Attempted field goal. Yeah, because Dak Prescott sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm a Cowboys fan, too. (laughs) You just don't have a lot of guys. Were you a Tony Romo fan? Oh, yeah. Love Tony. So you like Tony Romo, yeah. but you, you're just not a Dak fan. No, never have been. Huh. I, so. I I would take him over any of my Vikings quarterback. Kirk Cousins actually was decent over the last couple of years. You know who is decent and, in fact, really good? <laughs> All of those Danny Knee teams back in the 90s. Uh, they were so. really, really good. I, I want to get back to those teams because they were going to NCAA tournaments on a regular basis. One of the guys that played on those teams, Andy Markowski, uh, was on Danny Knee's teams. In fact, a two-time captain uh, from, I believe, 97 to 99 or 98 and 99. Hi, Andy. How are you? Yeah, doing good, fellas. Good. Uh, I'm sure you watched a little Nebraska basketball Friday night. It did not go well. Uh, the Huskers fall on the road to Iowa. Um, and it's another night where they didn't seem to show up with a lot of intensity. What did you see while watching that game? Yeah, certainly defensively, you know, I thought um, that game and, and maybe the Creighton game were the, the two games where they were really out of sorts. I, I thought Iowa put a lot of pressure on them with the ability to, to run motion offense, um, you know, shoot it and score it from a lot of different positions, um, which, you know, is, is hard for us to guard. We, we tend to overly, uh, you know, double the post and rotate, and we just seem to be out of sorts. And, you know, I think part of that is, you know, we we're coming off a big win, and and that's always hard. Uh, you know, you, you you emotionally you're at the, the the top of the mountain, and and then you've got to be able to go on the road. And and Iowa had six days of prep time, which I love the Big Ten network, um, but it does create some some really strange scenarios where one team could be off for you know five or six days, where you're coming off a, a, a short turnaround, which I think is always hard for for the team on less prep and. You know, give Iowa credit. I thought they played with a lot of confidence, made a lot of shots, and and, and made Nebraska look uh, out of sorts. Joining us on the Allo VIP line is former Nebraska captain, two-time captain, three-time Big 12 academic first team yeah. as well. Uh, VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Andy, I want to ask you about uh, the, the quick little presser that Josiah Alec gave afterwards. One of the comments that stood out to me was that while things were not going well, he noticed a couple of his teammates became unapproachable. He said, I'm not going to call them out, but I've got to do a better job, et cetera, et cetera. You were a captain. You were a leader. You were a guy that when things went sideways, everyone looked to. Um, how do you handle it when you've got some teammates that that just seem to be so down and out that they that it affects their effort? Yeah, I think that's the one thing this team has done a really good job with. So, you know, I, I think Fred has touted the, the, you know, the maturity, you know, it's the oldest team in the league, you know, so certainly, um, you know, signs of that is, isn't good. Um, the fact that Alec um, was willing to call it out, I, I think you have to identify it and, and, uh, you know, call a spade a spade, which, you know, Josiah has, has been a lot of places. I think mass is a leader, um, you know, certainly, um, 
you know, Wiltshire's been around for a while. So, you know, hopefully they can, you know, kind of right the ship, but, but certainly some players didn't play well. And, you know, I think you can get into yourself a little bit and become a little pouty and, you know, credit, credit Alec. Now calling it out is one thing and then responding and, you know, being able to go on the road again to, uh, you know, a tough place to play at Rutgers, you know, words, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we as media and we can overreact to that stuff. We'll, we'll see if they can respond and, and give a better effort on the road with, with back-to-back road trips here. Former Nebraska captain Andy Markowski played for Danny Knee in 98 and 99 for Nebraska basketball and calls games uh, for the Big Ten Network as well here and there. Uh, defensive intensity, we pointed it out. It was a problem against Creighton. It was a problem against Iowa. But for the most part, it's been much improved in this era of Hoiberg. Why do you think it's improved so dramatically from year one until now under Hoiberg? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Um, you know, Nate Linser uh, joined uh, Fred Staff three years ago and and really uh, moved the defense from, from where Doc Sadler had it, where they were kind of allowed middle penetration, kind of protected the block, uh, took away baseline, and, and Nate kind of brought in uh, kind of a 10 Floyd, Larry Eustachie, where they take middle away, you know, they over-rotate on the baseline. Um, I think we've done a really good job of, of protecting the rim, I think, from efficiency percent defensively. We're one of the top in the country at, at points given up at the rim. Uh, we, you know, we tend to give up some open threes, but, you know, over the course of time, I, I think that gives us a better chance to be successful. Um, secondly, I, I think Fred had to realize um, he was going to come in and out-tempo the Big Ten and that wasn't going to happen. The Big Ten will just grind you down. And, and if you look at, you know, Fred still is, is one of the higher offensive efficiency teams in the Big Ten, but, but nothing close to what he had in the Big 12. So I, I think he recognized that he was going to have to play a slower style, um, a little bit more ball control, um, you know, grind some games down. And, and then I think they've really done a good job in the portal of, of, of going after some, some physical, strong, mature, uh, defensive-minded players in the last two years, I, I think he's put a better group out that has been able to hold up in the Big Ten. So I, I think it's a little bit of all three of those areas. Two-time Nebraska basketball captain Andy Markowski joining us on the Allo VIP line. Um, I, I, I keep putting this off because I want to ask you more about men's basketball, but I've got to ask about your daughter and the women's team. Obviously, Alexis has been a star at Nebraska since the time she set foot on a practice uh, court You know, a little over three years ago. Uh, the team is looking pretty good this year. Rough way that today's game played out. Uh, give me your thoughts on on Amy Williams' crew this year, uh, and and you know any insight you can from uh, being being the dad of one of the better players, uh, not only on Nebraska but in the Big Ten. Yeah, thanks. I, you know they they've certainly um, you know had a good start uh, to the season. Um, you know was predicted to be in the NCAA tournament, which you know I think. You know, for women's basketball, what the resources Nebraska has should be a minimum today. You know, going on the road to to a good Minnesota team that you know, kind of in the same spot as them, kind of right in that um, you know last few teams in in the tournament, and, and just didn't play a a good first half today. But you know, they've they've had a good start to the season. They've got some good wins, um, but but certainly uh, the men's twenty game league schedule, the women's eighteen game league schedule. A lot, a lot of really good teams, a lot of really good players. And, you know, you just have to find ways to, to protect your home court, but, but losing an opportunity to, to beat maybe a, a, a winnable Minnesota game would, would, would certainly put them in a better position. But, you know, so far they're, they're uh, you know, 12 and five and, 
and um, you know, have to go on their I have a home game against Michigan and then on the road to Penn State. So so the next two games are going to be important if, if they want to be in that NCAA tournament. Andy, uh, the men's side seems to be a little more down this year compared to the women's side. What's the number for the women compared to the number for the men, you think, in league play that they need to win? Yeah, I, I think, you know, 20 gets the, the Nebraska women in. Uh, they have played a, a pretty good non-conference schedule. Um, I think the men probably, you know, need to, to go one over that one just with their, their non-conference, uh, maybe losing a, a couple opportunities, not really playing a, a super strong schedule. I think the women probably get eight Big Ten teams in looking at how how it could break. I think the men's going to be closer to maybe six, if not seven, just with the, the middle depth of, of the league, maybe not being as strong as you mentioned. So, you know, I think the men have to, you know, consistently win some of these, uh, you know, 50, 50 games, which, you know, this Rutgers game is, is, is going to be an important game as it's, I think it's a road game. They can, they can win. And Rutgers is probably going to be right in the middle of the pack as they're fighting for that, you know, maybe that sixth or seventh last spot in the yeah. dance. Uh, back to your daughter. You coached her in high school. You were assistant coach at Pius. Uh, she accepted a scholarship to South Dakota State, then changed her mind and went to Nebraska, which I'm sure you were grateful for and were fun to see her, you know, at home. Did you know that she would be this good when you were coaching her in high school? Well, you you never know. I mean, Lexus for um, you know having a chance to play AAU and 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 playing against some of the top posts in the country. Um, you know, I, I knew that. You know, she had a chance to, you know, to play college. I, you know, would have never guessed that, you know, she's going on a, a three-time, you know, all Big Ten and, you know, might go down as top five scorer and top rebounder in school history. So there's you, you can never predict that. But Alexis has been a, you know, a super hard worker, a great teammate, uh, loves the grind, loves to, to, to get in the gym and, and work. And, you know, I think um, – you know, just even over her three years, just changing her body and expanding her skill set and having a chance to go play at the USA America Cup uh, group this summer, I think, she, you know, showed her some areas that she needs to continue to get better at and is not afraid to work at it. So certainly um, we, we've enjoyed following her. She's, she's worked hard on her craft and it's been fun having her. And, you know, the state, I think, has really enjoyed following her and supporting her, which, you know, has made it a really fun two and a half years. How I, I had to chuckle when you start rattling off all these things that Alexis has the potential to do at Nebraska. And, and it's just, you know, it is, it's a simple fact, but it's your daughter you're talking about. It's like, man, that's kind of cool. That's like really cool. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and, and I knew I would not let you get off the phone without asking you is about one of the, the most genuine characters that college basketball has ever seen uh, your head coach, Danny knee. Um, are, is there any Danny knee story you might be able to share with us that, that is arable that maybe we haven't heard before? Oh, I, um, <laughs> and what are you your know, thoughts coach, about him coming coach, back? Coach knee was, was one of a kind, right? It's, it's, uh, you know, he would have probably a hard time coaching, uh, today's, uh, you know, student athlete and, uh, you know, just, just a couple. So I don't know how much time I have. He's going to run forever, but I, I could never understand. Or Danny, I got to be a junior and you mentioned captain and, and all that, you know, and I, I thought I kind of got past the point where, you know, you don't get your ass chewed every day, the <laughs> butt chewed every day. And, and finally, like towards the middle of my junior year, I just, I just finally asked him, like, why, why do you yell at me all the time? And he basically said, well, I can't yell at Benson. You know, Benson doesn't handle uh, getting yelled at very much. So I'm just going to yell at you instead. So once we kind of got to that level, but that's where Danny, Danny was, he was an ultimate competitor and, 
you know, he would do great things off the court with us. We, I remember, I think our junior or senior year, we went laser tagging just kind of as a team builder. And, you know, he was right in the trenches and Piakowski ended up catching him with his laser gun and split his nose. And Danny comes out of laser tag and their team lost and he's bleeding. And, you know, just, you know, that, and that's who coach was. He was, he was one of us, um, you know, just a fun, fun guy to play for ultimate competitor. And, uh, yeah, there, there's probably a lot of things I, I, I can't say he, he, uh, he was a pretty fiery New Yorker, which, you know, I, I loved, I love being challenged. I love being coach hard and, and, um, you know, coach would, uh, would coach us hard, go have a, have a beer and celebrate the wins. And, uh, it's, unfortunately I'm not going to be back next week and I, I've got to travel to, a work deal, but it's going to be fun to have him, you know, back where oh. fans can, can celebrate the great teams we had in the nineties. That's a shame. Have you talked to him or been in contact to him? Yeah, uh, with we, him? we, um, I have not, I need to call him to let him know I'm not going to be around uh, this week, but you know, he was back for the hall of fame, uh, a few years back. He came back for a, a golf fundraiser a couple of years ago. And then obviously I, I coached for, for about eight or nine years. So, you know, have, have kept uh, tabs on Danny, but uh, not, you know, not recently in the last six to nine months, we have not been able to connect, but, but I will. And like I said, I know a lot of players are excited to, to have him back in town and, uh, you know, chance to get together and, and, and probably reminisce and, and remember a few more stories from uh, 25 years ago. Well, those were some fun teams to watch. I mean, Nebraska basketball uh, might be as, as talented or as close to, you know, some of those teams as I've seen in quite a while, but it had to be fun showing up every day at practice with some of the talent that was on those teams. Well, I would have never thought it would be the pinnacle of Nebraska basketball, right? I mean, yeah. we, we, you know, we had a lot of good teams, we won a big, big eight title in 94 and 1996, you know, four tournament or five tournaments in the nineties. Um, I think there were six NBA guys through that stretch. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I just hope that that Fred can get this program to the the tournament and win a game. Um, you know, we had our chances. We had Arkansas down by nine with four minutes to go in in '97, and found a way to give that away. So, yeah, I think you know this Nebraska fan base uh, wants to support a winner, and you know, hopefully, we can get some some momentum like we had in the '90s. And uh, once you know, once you break through with the win with NIL and some of the collective and the arena and the stuff we have set up, I, I do think the program could go on a little a little run here where the, the fans can have fun following the program. Two-time Nebraska basketball captain, Andy Markowski, joining us on the Allo VIP line. Last question, Andy. Uh, Tom had mentioned that you do a little bit of work for the Big Ten Network. I, I've caught you several times with uh, with Jessica uh, on those broadcasts, on the basketball broadcast. How did you get involved in that, and is that something you may want to pursue a little bit more often? Well, when I, I like I said, I, I coach collegiately for – for eight years and then got out and, and really did all, a lot of the radio uh, for the network and did some Fox sports yep. stuff back when that was the package. And then kind of had to make the decision. Do I want to coach my kids or, or, or do broadcasting? So I, I kind of got away from it, but get, get pulled back in. I've done high school state uh, you know championships now for, for going on about a decade. So I still love it. I, I love being able to, to sit down and call games and, and, and follow it. Um, but yeah, never, Never say never, but right now my most of my time is spent coaching. Uh, I still got a daughter in high school and an eighth grade son, so spending my time there is is uh, you know enjoyable as well. But always love to to talk talk hoops and, and watch hoops and have a chance to call some games. Well, be, being somebody who's called well over a thousand games of various sports in my career, and then being a Nebraska basketball fan, I love having you on those broadcasts. I think you do as good of a job as anybody in breaking down plays in such a a very tight window of time 
and you give it to where you give the information on what happened in the play, how it succeeded, why it failed, uh, as good as anybody in the business. And I truly love it every time you're on, man. I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, sometimes, like you said, it's difficult and the state, uh, the state boys are really hard when I have to learn six, uh, six different, uh, or 12 <laughs> yep. teams names in, in a night. Right. So, yeah. you know, sometimes the amount of prep that goes into those things, people don't, uh, acknowledge that so i appreciate the kind of words and, and you guys are doing a great job building the you know build a brand at your station and you know appreciate you talking husker hoops well i think mike's compliments suggest we'd like to have you back at some point <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well, so, uh, always available the price is right so happy all right. to, uh, happy to yeah. talk anytime uh, thank you andy appreciate the time have a good night all right guys there Stay you warm. go uh former nebraska captain two-time captain under danny knee uh some danny knee stories why are you always yelling at me <laughs> Because like, I can't yell at that other dude. He doesn't take it very well. I can't yell at Vincent Hamilton because he doesn't take it well. You know, it's just good stuff. It is. And and a coach, that, that tells me that Danny was a good coach. We, all, we already knew he was. Yeah. But I think back to former Stars head coach, Steve Johnson, and he would have to learn how to yell at guys, whether he yeah. could jump on them or, or not. One of the toughest guys that ever played uh, for the Stars was a guy named Jared Bowl. He's the all-time uh, penalty minute leader for the Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL. But Jared was a guy his second year that started out gangbusters. He was leading the league like 12 games in. He's leading the league in goal scored points and penalty minutes. And um, he got into a slump and Coach Johnson started just, you know, jumping all over him. And they had another kid that was kind of quiet and was kind of in a, wasn't playing as well as he could. And he, he was just kind of patting him on the back. Oh, it'll be okay. And finally, he one of the coaches said, well, why don't you just reverse it? Because they both still are not playing well. <laughs> and so he goes out and absolutely lays into this poor kid. Yeah. That's this quiet, introverted little kid. And he got pissed right. and like dominated the practice from there on yeah. out. And he walked over to Jared Bowl, patted him on the back. And all of a sudden, I think Jared had two goals yeah. uh, that night and like five for the next week. And it, yeah. it's, he, he identified who he could yell at. You got to figure out who can take it and yeah. who doesn't really enjoy it. Like, so, like a lot of coaches, if they have a son on the team, I don't know if Fred does this with Sam. They'll lay into their son knowing that, hey, you know, Sam, you're going to have to take it <laughs> you know, because you're kind of the whipping boy here. Uh, I got to make example and an example out of somebody. And so you just got to take it today. In that instance, though, Sam is usually the one setting the examples of yeah. what to it's hard do. to yell at yeah. Sam. It's really hard because so. the guy plays so hard. Let's get to uh, get to break and come yeah. back with more after this.